Welcome to Blue Collar Mystics, the under the hood approach to the depths of human consciousness. So many mysteries, so little time, so many big words. That's why we aim to take the mystical and make it practical, usable in your everyday life. And you know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your story. What happened when you started asking yourself the real questions? Like, who am I? What is this? Is it a hologram? Is this some kind of weird cosmic joke? Hey, these are the questions that we are trying to get to the bottom of as we explore the final rabbit hole together here as Blue Collar Mystics. All right, everybody, welcome to the show where swearing is definitely fucking okay. All right. No, it's a it's a, a really awesome day. I'm super excited to have Lindsay Sharman from Rogueways on the podcast. She's doing amazing work. She's an author. She's a does channeled readings. She does uh, all kinds of really amazing stuff. And we're going to get into all of that. And we're going to get into how, what got you started doing all that, but you are doing some so much great work. And I really appreciate everything that I've seen you put out. It's awesome. It's inspiring. And I'm so happy to be affiliated through the Alt Media United. And I was like, oh my God, Lindsay Sharp. I was a little bit, you know, <laughs> fanboyish. I couldn't help it. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for all your work and everything you're doing. And welcome to the show. Oh, it's so awesome to be here. I love your intro. I love your show. I love the concept. Everything you're doing is super in alignment with what I like, my message and my energy as well. And so it's really an honor to be here. So thank you for having me. I love how all of this stuff has kind of started to fold in, you know, uh, for me, it's been that way where I kind of started off probably maybe to the extreme on the conspiracy end. I would, I think, right. <laughs> Crippling depression, living in your dad's basement. Yeah. That's probably a little extreme. <laughs> the lizard people are too <laughs> yes, Exactly. All that stuff. And, uh, but I mean, but I swung over towards sort of the spiritual side and I think I found a little bit of a balance. So I, I think a lot of us are finding that balance. And I think you're uh, one of those who's, you know, been in that, you know, direction for a while. So it's pretty cool to to allow both sides of things to be true and sort of attempt to resolve the paradox, I guess. Yeah, well, I feel like they actually go hand in hand because when I get down to it, when people are like, well, what is God or what is spirituality anyway? I'm like, it's just truth. It's truth and it's freedom. So if you're looking and your eye is always towards truth and freedom, you're also going to find <laughs> freedom through truth in the in the physical world in this dimension as well. And it's going to lead you down some rabbit holes because there's a lot that's not true that's just layered over us from day one. You know, maybe even before day one, like while we're still in the womb, it seems we even start getting all the all the bullshit. So I, I think they're intertwined and some people come through conspiracy and find spirituality and some people come through spirituality and find conspiracy. And it's just it's so interesting. Yeah, it's in, it is. It is because that's what we're doing, right, is we're, I think, trying to figure out what the truth is. And, you know, one of the biggest discoveries I've had is understanding the leverage that our mindset has on, you know, the map is not the territory sort of idea, which totally ch changed the way that I started. You know, that helped me become less cripply depressed in my dad's basement and more like, oh, my God, I actually have control over my life and I can do things right. Like 
And I'm sure there's a, an extreme that way too, that I see in the new age, you know, that goes into solipsism or what have you, yeah. right. Where I just create everything with my mind and everyone's just a character in my dream. Nothing matters. Right. Yeah. And like all evil or darkness is just, it's just me at a different state. And it's like, well, it is, but you know, what's your goal? If your goal is to accomplish nothing, do nothing and not keep yourself safe or whatever, then yeah, you don't have to care. But if your goal is to continue living, you know, you don't let the guy running down the street with a gun come towards you or find you. Right. Like you, you can still say some lifetime that's me. Like right. I'm doing that, but that doesn't mean that right now I want to let him kill me. Right. Like I just, I get sort of sick of that whole, that whole thing, but yeah, that empowerment, you know, is what we all need when we go deeper into this conspiracy. Like you were saying, you can hit this crippling depression and you can see the grand scale of what seems like the evil that's been going on for perhaps thousands, if not more years. And you're like, what? Like, how can I deal with that? And then you have to come back to that. Like, oh, I'm just me. I'm just here. I'm just now. And this is actually all I can control. <laughs> so I don't, I can know about those things. I can have my general intention about them. I can have my general understanding about them. Uh, and in the end, I'm just working on this. Of past lives on my show two nights ago, I think. Cool. And he was saying, you know, who cares about conspiracies? Because when you get down to the end of all of them, they're either true or they're not. And it still hasn't changed, you know, your life. And I kind of have been there for a long time, but I still enjoy the discussion. I still enjoy thinking. <laughs> I still enjoy, you know, going down those rabbit holes. And and I want to understand reality. And I want to understand what's going on and why it's happening. And and so I'm not quite there, but he is right in the, in the end. This is all we got. This is what we're doing. And, you know, that's the real point. So... I like being fully immersed in both. I think it's a good balance. It's a good, it's a good middle path. Yeah. I like that too. Um, and I, I, I tend to agree. I mean, I think you got to take into account, you know, how does it affect you and your mentality? Like some people, they can read a bunch of that stuff and watch videos on it all day. And they just, it's kind of numb to them for me, like emotionally, I'm kind of sensitive. So I have to be very careful about my diet. Uh, so it's on you, you know, like you're the, you're the chooser, the creator, but I think that's a really good thing. Like a big thing, you know, I, I kind of want to promote is just going down what I would say is the final rabbit hole, right. Of ourselves. And, uh, I would love to know, uh, about your story and like how, where did you start on that spectrum? How did you start to start asking these crazy questions and start learning about your talents and gifts? It's it's such a complex. It gets more complicated to answer this question as I go on because I start understanding how many aspects of myself were really, you know, co co in, co conspiring. They're conspiring. Oh my god! Get, there's a conspiracy get, theory within me. It's inside me the whole time. It's seriously because I'm. I remember when I was really young, like literally talking to trees and animals and plants, and you know. I just never thought of that. But now when I look back, I'm like, oh, I'm doing that again. I'm just doing it like <laughs> I I just didn't think it was OK. At the time, I did think it was real. When we're kids and we're doing that, that's real to us. Right. But later yeah. you're taught, oh, it's not real. And so you project back on it like, OK, that wasn't real. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm back doing it again. I'm like, no, that is real. And so it was real then, too. And that's why I actually understood way more than I should have about all kinds of things. And people thought I was just this genius. They were like testing me and I was in special classes and like all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I think I just would ask and these different sources would tell me answers. And one example I have of this is actually when I was in grad school, I was going into grad school and I took the GRE 
which is the whatever silly, really, really hard test that you have to take to get into grad school most of the time. And a uh, really prestigious program I wanted to get into, very competitive. So I was like, I really want to do good on this test, but I'm just going to go test it. I'm going to see like how I do. And so I'll know what to study for. So I went in, you know, and I knew the structure. I had already studied the structure of it and how it works. And, you know, some tests you're supposed to guess and some tests you're not supposed to guess. And I knew all those things. So I knew going into the math section that it would start with the easiest math question you were going to get and that each question would get harder, whether you answered it right or not. So I answered the first question. I figured it out. Second one, I'm like a little harder. Figured it out. Third one, I'm like barely, barely hanging on. I think I know what's going on, but I'm not sure. Fourth one, there's literally symbols that I had never seen in my life. So I like don't even know what that means. <laughs> I have no clue what I would even begin to do with this. So I'm like, okay, it's time to start guessing because from here on out, I'm not going to know what's going on. So I'm just guessing C, D, A, B, C, B, B, whatever. Oh <laughs> All of my favorite tests. <laughs> and it's a, an electronic test. So it's on a computer. So I get done and I'm just like dejected. I'm like, I'm never passing this test. Like I'm not going to get enough good enough store to get into this program I want to get into. I walk out the door and the guy's like, oh, if you just wait a minute, your scores will just come right out. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It won't matter anyway. Uh, and he, it comes out and he's like, oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, you're making fun of me now? Like I did that bad. And he's like, I've never seen a math score this high. I was like, shut up. Like, it's not funny. And he's like, I'm not joking. Like, I've never seen a math score this high before. Are you a math genius? And I'm like, no. I literally guessed on more than 90% of those questions and he didn't believe me and he thought I was a math genius and I walked away with this super high score, got into that program. People who are math majors in that same program, it was a teaching program, so there's all kinds of majors in it. They also uh, never even came close to my score, <laughs> none of them. And they wow. were like, they were like, how did you do that? Seriously, though. And people made up their own stories about it. They're like, well, you must have just kind of actually known and you were informed guessing. Like, no, I literally didn't even look at the questions. I just did it. And again, something was just coming through, I'm sure, and telling me which question to answer. So going back to childhood, I think that was always happening for me. I don't think I'm not a smart person. I just think that there, I've been in touch with these sorts of energies and that at the right moments and the right times they've been able to come through so uh despite that i felt very much not spiritual i was an atheist i hated god actually mm. when i when i was young my father died and so i went into the god is a dick and screw god and everything is shit and let's cut ourselves and whatever um that was the that was the dark path i went down despite that i was always surrounded by this love and these energies that want to help and protect and support and heal. And I know that now, but at the time I did not know that I didn't believe it. Uh, and some really, really wild shit started happening to me as a teenager. And, you know, again, I, I seemingly came into this world with this ability to communicate with all kinds of, of non physical energies and, and information fields. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that was like very repressed <laughs> in the fuck God stage and in the atheist age and in the sort of moving away from childhood stage. Uh, so when I was a young teenager, I just wasn't, I was just blindsided by these things coming back. I now know a lot of females who are adolescents have a lot of really powerful spiritual experiences. So it is somewhat normal for, I, I won't say normal because I don't think it's like everyone, but it's much more normal than for men, for women to have these often paranormal seeming experiences at that time of their life. I think that's really fascinating. I think that has something to do again with like internal repression uh, and that energy has to come out. And so I think, 
uh, women are are better at repressing ourselves than men are <laughs> a lot of times. Hmm. We're just, you know, we're good at being receptive. So it's already coming right. in and we'll just keep it here. <laughs> we don't have to let that out. And sure. men have their own other struggles, um, you know, equal and opposite. But I think that's part of why, at least. Uh, so I don't know. You know, I think I was attracting a lot of these things. But um, I don't know if you want to jump into any of those wild experiences. They were definitely the catalyst for me returning to like, oh, okay, like this dimension is fucking wild. I have no <laughs> clue what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be cool if we could explore. You know, one of those maybe if anything pops out in your mind that specifically, because I just like for anybody who's listening, I, I want them to not feel weird if they, you know, if they have accidentally repressed stuff or they're or who knows, maybe that's a rite of passage. You know, like the, the the males, we miss our rite of passage or whatever, getting tied yeah. to a tree in the woods. Maybe the feminine rite of passage is some sort of a paranormal experience or something like that. Who knows? I, I'm just, I have no idea about this reality either. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear how, uh, in, how interesting some of your experiences have been. <clears throat> I, that's a great idea. The rite of passage is definitely missing and it always had a spiritual component, right? The other thing is I can look back at my life now and I can see the stages of shamanic initiation were just like thrown at me randomly and I had no idea what was going on. And, you know, now I'm here and I'm like, oh, okay, it all makes sense. It all came together eventually, but it took me a while to, to really understand it. But back when I was a teenager, you know, I had no idea. It was I just thought I was insane for a long time. I just thought that I was actually insane. And um, I did have a lot of drug use as well with, um, you know, again, that, that dark time and my father dying and the depression and everything. So uh, it's kind of back and forth between trying to be sober and, and then just using drugs heavily. And uh, one of my sober moments i was at a sleeping uh sleepover with some sober girls and someone was doing tarot cards and i'd never had any encounter with tarot cards before uh, except possibly in like a show here or there that i would have you know not really known and you know how shows are would have been like totally out of out of hand anyway they'd be like the death card and someone just dies or something right. <laughs> <laughs> um so maybe something like that but this woman was giving tarot readings to all the girls there uh and she finally got to me i was the last person because i'm always like i don't know about this like i don't know if i want to what is this anyway like i don't know if i want to do this so finally i was me i was the only one left and i did it and as she's doing the reading uh every single card in a 10 card reading that she did came out major arcana which if you know anything about tarot is not likely at all uh there's only 22 of them out of 76 cards in the deck and so it's not likely that you would get 10 out of 10 major arcana. And then it's even less likely that every single one of them would be reversed, but every single one of them was also mm. reversed, which is also highly unlikely. It'd be 50-50 usually is like the, right? Those are the chances. So as she's giving me this reading, she's like freaking out more and more and more. By the end of it, she's like, fuck this, fuck you. Like this reading's crazy. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's happening. Like this is, now you're scaring me. I don't know what this means. And she's like, I don't know what this means. Like, I'm like, well, this is not good. So <laughs> I still look back at that. I'm like, that is, it's wild that it even happened that way. But the rest gets way crazier um, as I develop uh, my own habit of tarot reading. Cause it fascinated me. I was like, that was weird. I don't understand it. I want to know more, right? It just like enticed me. <laughs> Made a tarot reader go haywire, you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah, I would be curious too, to know what happened. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I went and grabbed the exact same deck she used. I started doing readings in the exact same way I saw her do all those readings and, or, you know, what I think I could remember of it at least. And, and I had the books and I was reading and studying and 
I started giving these amazing tarot readings. And it was that same thing again. I just knew. I would flip a card and I would just know this is what it means for this person. And people would lose their minds. They'd be like, how did you know? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, so I got this reputation for being the girl who could guess anyone's sign, even if I didn't know it, and who could give you tarot readings that would blow your mind. And so people would come to me at like parties and stuff and be like, can you give me a tarot reading? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like high and drinking and giving tarot readings at parties, like super weird person, obviously. <laughs> um, and I started having what people would describe as um, poltergeist-like activity, but I didn't know what poltergeists were. I'd probably seen the movie, you know, but like I don't, that's not real. So I don't think about it when these things start happening to me. Um, things start moving physically, you know, and it starts increasing in frequency. And uh, I just kept explaining these things away. So I was giving more and more tarot readings. And then eventually I couldn't explain one of the things that happened. And it made me think back on all the other things that happened. And I was like, holy shit, something really weird is going on here. So things would just jump off in front of me. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. It's like the wind or like water suction or something, like something weird. Who knows? But one time a flashlight fell off the wall and the flashlight is the kind, if, if you're as old as I am, you may remember the plug-in flashlights. You have to pull it off the wall, hold down a button the whole time you're holding down this button. Then you can, as you're holding the button down, turn the plug back into the flashlight. When it clicks completely, you can turn the thing on. You have to do it in that order or else it won't turn on. Well, this flashlight fell off the wall and turned on and I didn't think about it at all. And then as I picked it up to plug it back in, the plug wasn't there. And then I was like, oh yeah, because you'd have to hold the button down and put and I was like, how did that happen in one second? And then I dropped it and like ran out of the house. Right. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Something weird is happening. But then I went to a party and probably got high or whatever and forgot about it. <laughs> but it was in my mind. I was like, is, is there something happening? Like, are ghosts real? Because again, I was a very materialist at this time, very skeptical, still a skeptical mindset. But, you know, then I had much less... Uh, practice delving into these things and, and thinking them through. So I just didn't, I was like, maybe there's a ghost. I'm not sure what's going on. And then one night I was playing Minesweeper and <laughs> another way to age myself I'll here. I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> just obsessively clicking things. Um, <laughs> and I was alone at home and it was nighttime and my dog was sleeping under the desk while I was playing. So we were right next to each other. And I just kept getting this feeling like something was watching me. And I was like, that is tripping me out because no one's here, obviously. So clearly no one's watching me. But like, why do I have this insistent feeling and I was like, I'm just crazy or whatever. Then it got very, very cold. And I was like, that's so weird. How did it just get that cold suddenly? Like, I'm like freezing right now. And then my dog woke up and came out from under the desk and looked exactly where I had continuously gotten this feeling that someone's watching me from right behind us and started growling. Mm. And I like lost it because mm. this dog had never growled at a person or a thing in his entire life. And I'd known him for over a decade, many years, not a single growl, doesn't even bark. He does like the ah, woo, 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 like when he's playing and happy. Those are his sounds. <laughs> so to growl like it got my like all my hair stood up. I realized like feeling like someone's watching you very, very cold and your dog is growling like something is happening. I ran into my room, covered myself with the covers because that's the eternal safety method of all humans. And <laughs> um, 
nearly lost my mind. I was like, something's happening. I don't know what, and I don't know what to do about it. Because we don't have anything in our society that's like, okay, if you encounter this, here's who you go to, or here's the steps you take, or nothing, right? So I just think I must be insane. But then I'm like, faced with this evidence. My dog saw it too, and he felt it too. And it's not like I was sitting there freaking out because I was still just confused. Why am I feeling this way? And why is it cold? I wasn't scared, right? And once he growled, I got scared. <laughs> so he's reacting to it on his own. That's this somewhat verifiable outside, you know, thing. And so I eventually fell asleep or whatever. But within a night or two to back up, I had been having sleep paralysis as well for over a year at this point. And okay. I've had been having sleep paralysis coincidentally since I had started doing tarot readings hmm. uh, and the poltergeist like activity had happened sometime within there as well. Uh, so this all came together when within a few nights of that I was sleeping. I woke up uh, in sleep paralysis just as I usually did. But this time it was very different because I could see everything perfectly. My eyes were not open and I could see in 360 times 360 like I could see in every direction if I wanted to, but I couldn't move. And I was like, this is very, this is a very vivid dream. Like, this is really weird. I realized I could hear the TV from the other room. I'm like, that's a weird thing for a dream to do. And I was like, everything looks exactly the same. It looks, in fact, more perfect than even real life. Like, I can see more clearly somehow. And I was just blown away. This is my first out-of-body experience, and I have no idea what's going on. And then I get that feeling, like something is staring at me. And then I hear my dog scratch at the door and whine like something is wrong. Then I see a black cloud of mass of energy come through the door. And I'm like, what? (laughs) This is not good. And it feels negative. I feel negative about it. My dog seems to be concerned about it on the other side of the door trying to get in to maybe warn me or wake me up. And I can see it completely now. And it feels exactly the same. So I'm like, this is the thing. This is the thing that was behind me. This is the thing that my dog growled on. Like, I'm... I don't even know what's happening. Like I'm either insane or like something's about to attack me maybe or whatever. And then it turned into the shape of a little girl. Hmm. And I thought, Oh, it's just a little girl ghost. And she's probably scared and alone and lost. And she just needs to help to get to heaven or whatever. I guess that stuff all exists. So maybe she needs that. And maybe I'm like this really special person who can help her get to heaven and (laughs) all of this. And this is crafty, right? I think this is intelligence at work. I think it understood exactly what would disarm me and make mm. me feel, you know, compassion for it and and also egotistical about myself. Like, I'm real cool. I can help this girl go to heaven. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it started coming closer to me and I was like, okay, don't be afraid. It's just a little girl. She's just going to like tell you something and then this whole thing is going to be over. It's all going to mm. be good. And then something in my head, very clearly, and very much not my voice, very much not a thought, said out loud, that's just what it wants you to think. And that, like, chilled me to the bone. And I was like, what? And it heard that, too. You know, I guess it just understands and hears whatever. I don't know. And right then, it started flying towards me, like, super fast. This is all in, like, a split second. And I understand that it understands that the gig is up. And I understand that it probably doesn't mean me well. And I don't know what to do. So for, you know, the first time since I was a kid, when I used to believe in God and all this stuff, you know, I called on God and I said, dear God, help me. And literally a shield like appeared as soon as I thought the words and it hit that shield and bounced off and it couldn't get through. And it was not happy about that. Hmm. 
I think it had put years of work into trying to just like loosen me up and get me ready. And who knows what would have happened if it would have not had that shield to bounce against. And I don't pretend to know. I just know it wasn't very honest with me. It didn't feel good. Uh, and it doesn't seem to have been working on my behalf. So, um, so that all happened. I heard the most horrible sound I could never describe because it's not real. It only exists in that dimension. And so, but it was very, very, very awful and negative sound. It was like, cause it was so angry that it couldn't get through that, that barrier. And then I just, just like anybody who has had sleep paralysis, I was like, just wiggle a finger, just wiggle a finger. You could do this. You could just wake up and be out of here. <laughs> Finally woke up. Finally, I ran out of my room. I got my mom's bed and got under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> That's even safer Quite than your safer. own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she didn't even notice or care, but I spent the rest of that night trying to sleep and not able to, because even though I feel like this barrier was around me because I had called on God, um, which I don't think is a religious thing. I think that's a force that we can give this name to. You can call it toothpaste if you want. It doesn't matter. It exists and it loves you whether you believe in it or not. So um, for me, that word was just happened to be God. But for the rest of the night, I had these horrifying visions just nonstop going through my head. I And I knew I was like, this is not me. Like, I don't even I've never seen a movie that even comes close to this level of disgustingness and then vile shit that I, I couldn't make it up if I tried. Like, it's so awful mm -hmm. and it just wouldn't stop. And I was like, I and I literally I was like, if it wasn't for my dog reacting to the same thing, I would think I would have been even more like, I'm just insane. But a part of me was like, you're insane. And the other part of me is like, something is going on that I that is external to me. And, you know, I don't understand it. So I, th I maybe got like an hour of sleep that night. I don't even know. But I finally woke up and I went to school like you do after a demonic attack. And uh, <laughs> I went in and, and, you know, as I said before, I'd been doing drugs for some years off and on. And so my friends had seen me like without sleep for three days and they'd seen me hung over and they'd seen me in horrible situation, you know, where my eyes were probably like fucked up, my fate, hair, whatever. But they never acted like they did that morning when I got out of my car and one of my friends saw me in the parking lot and was like, hey, Lynn, oh my God, what happened? And I was like, nothing. Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And like, it looks like, did your dog die or something? And like, nothing happened. And they were like, weird, like, okay. And then the next person I saw was like, whoa, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, dude, nothing. Like, what are you talking about? And by the time the third or fourth person did it, I was like, I can't deal with this. I don't know what's happening. Everyone wow. else can apparently tell something is really wrong like is it still on me or around me and that's what i think looking back is it was just hovering around me and they could feel that energy and we're like i don't want anything to do with that um you know subconsciously because i think we all see and sense and feel energy even though we've trained ourselves out of it um so i called the only people i thought might understand because they had talked to me before about demons um very uh you know, briefly here and there, but one of the <laughs> one of the reasons they did that is I brought tarot cards to their house, and when they saw it, they're like, "Get those off our property!" And I had to literally <laughs> walk to like the bottom of the driveway and put them in a plastic bag. <laughs> um, they wouldn't even let them anywhere on their property. So, 
you know, I, I understood that they might have an idea about what this is. And so I called them from school and they said, come over. And if I ditched school to go to their house um, to talk to them about my demonic attack that I didn't understand, and I was explaining it to them. And they were the first ones who said that, like, yeah, this is a demonic attack. And they're like, you invited it in when you started doing tarot cards. And I'll say right now, that's true. But I do tarot readings now and I don't invite demons in. And my mistake then was that I literally said, will a spirit guide this reading? And I didn't differentiate in any way. I didn't say a good one, a bad one, a nothing. Just, I just, yeah, whoever's around, you know, in the lobby. And a, and a real powerful one seems to have been like, oh, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> right? this sure. When you invite, something's going to come. Uh, so don't go playing with that unless you want that type of experience. Uh, you can also, like you saw, though, call the good. When I said, dear God, help me, like, that was instant. It was before. It was like, as I was thinking the thought, it already was done. It's true what they say about before you have asked, I have answered. So I went to their house, still having no idea, just in terror and, and whatever, very tired. Told them a story. They're like, this is the demon. Uh, okay, so what do we do then? Like, if demons are real and I have one attacking me, like, what are you supposed to do about that? And they're like, it's simple. You just pray to Jesus. I was like, cool. How do we do that? <laughs> they're like, just, just repeat this. I was like, okay, I am in. So they had me repeat the prayer. And my favorite point of this whole story is that uh, when I said the words, dear Jesus, will you come into my heart? Uh, he did. And from head to toe, I had complete peace. And I didn't realize at that moment how long it had been. It wasn't just the night before that those images and that attack and this, it had been hmm. over a year that I had been just like slowly inculcated with this like horrible energy that was just around me all the time. And I didn't know. And that moment I was like, oh my god like my whole body changed if i could have seen my own aura it would have just cleared right up like it was so powerful and again i don't think that's religious i wasn't religious when i did that i got a little religious for like a few months after that sure how can you not be a little bit of a jesus freak after you experience something like that right i mean it's yeah. impossible not to but yeah no i understand you know we grew up in the church and one of the things that kind of brought me out of that objectivist everything has to you know, I'm skeptical and everything has to make sense in material reality was some of the stuff that we experienced in the Christian church that right. I was like, I still can't explain some of that. So it was always in the back of my mind. Right. Like, so I totally know what you mean. Uh, and, you know, and as far as like that impact goes too, and I, you know, and I think we kind of have to, we see through whatever filter too, that we're, you know, the most comfortable with, I guess. And for a lot of people, like that makes the most sense. I don't think it's religious either. I guess I say all that to say it's not religious either. Um, you know. Um, but, but if people need that or like that, I don't care either. Right. I know a lot of people are like really down on religious. They're like, it's mind control. I'm like, well, it can be, but so can literally any group you're in for any reason. That's exactly right. Right. So you just have to keep your own independent knowing and i love that idea therefore when people talk about like it's your relationship to god it's your relationship to jesus that matters and i'm like that's the truth <laughs> that's right? exactly right yeah because yeah all these other things they just become externalizations and that's really what religion is is like these customs that are just handed down and if we lose the meaning of the custom then it's just an empty window dressing anyways right so it's really about you know how we experience god and ourselves or what have you you know so yeah but there is yeah 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 but there is something so interesting about like and, and powerful about the name of jesus it's odd 
it's kind of bizarre. And, and, and I think that like I'm raised that way, you know, from a very young age and that influences me, but for whatever reason, it definitely has an impact. It's, it it's, does. People talk about it with alien abductions. The abductions just stop. I'll add that in addition to everything I just told you, I also seem to have been having abduction-like experiences and implants that I also did not understand what was happening at all. It's only in retrospect, looking back, that I was like, holy shit, I think I was being abducted. Wow. And that also stopped when I invited Jesus into my heart. So it's not an accident. And... um it is really powerful. So I suggest it to anyone. I mean, for anything, you don't have to be being attacked by a demon. You could just be like, man, I am so lost or depressed. Like, Jesus, will you come into my heart? Help me. Guide me. I love you. <laughs> whatever. He doesn't care. Like what? Allah, religion. whoever. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't whoever matter. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, that's right. Whatever you relate to it. As long as I think your intention is that it is positive and loving and you feel that way about it. I wouldn't like go inviting something. If you feel negative about Jesus, I wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it does, it does. Again, it's a personal thing that you got to be uh, into, but, um, but yeah, that, that changed my whole world for the rest of time. Like I've, and since then I've had many, many more very wild um, experiences. Some of them uh, again, demonic encounters, what I would call demonic encounters, which again, it's not a religious thing for me. It's just a, it's just a label that works for that type of energy. Um, and that most people can understand and relate to, but I really, I don't see a difference between angels and demons. In fact, even hmm. with the scripture, they're the same types of beings, just some are fallen and some are not. So I, I'm the same with you know, UFOs, and that's things that I see in the sky quite frequently. They're all intelligent. Some are good, some are bad, and it's up to you to, you know, use your discernment. And if you're going to interact with any of them, decide which and why <laughs> and how, um, you know, but the, the world, it definitely set me off on that course of like, what the hell is this place? And like, what are we doing here? What am I doing here? And I started asking people, what are you doing here? You know, and they'd be like, what? Like at school? Like I'm eating lunch. I'm like, no, like here. <laughs> what are you doing here? They're like, wow. I don't know, freak. Like, let's go drive somewhere. I'm like, <laughs> you know, very few people cared about my weird questions, but it was, uh, it was a life changer. That's so cool. So from there, is that where you started to really just start doing all kinds of crazy research? You get your board with the red string tied and the pictures and the, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out all, all the puzzle pieces to reality that the, the montage of the movie, uh, <laughs> what happened well, after that? <laughs> well, it actually had the, the political and the conspiratorial side had started way before that. Cause my father was in Vietnam for, um, one tour against his will and a second tour against his will. Well, which is supposed to be illegal and he saw all kinds of things of course and understood them and so he was very open with us as children uh before he died that like you don't ever trust the government whatever mm. the government's saying they're doing the opposite left right center doesn't matter all of them are liars and also he taught us to question our teachers you know not like just question them to be assholes but to like think on your own and don't just buy it because somebody told you like you're your own so he empowered us to really be critical thinkers um but, you know, I started off with that on the far, far left. I went that direction, you know, so I actually eventually became a full-fledged communist um, working on the streets to foment capitalist revolution in the United States <laughs> before, or sorry, communist revolution before I came back, you know, I guess technically I'm still far, far left because I'm an anarchist, but I really like things more that are on the four, um, the two 
axis quadrant system rather than left and right. So left and right, we have economic liberalism and uh, fiscal, you know, conservatism. And then uh, north to south, we have authoritarianism and libertarianism. And in that scenario, I'm far left and far down, I think. <laughs> right? I'm very against authoritarianism of every kind. Uh, and I also think we should rule ourselves. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the whole like, because I mean, I read the the Communist Manifesto when I was like waking up or whatever. And the first time I read it, I was like, he's right. Yeah, he's right. And then I read it again. And I was like, ooh, it's a trap, you know, but like, they're all traps. I don't think capitalism is good. Like, I, you know, like, I don't say because of that, because I didn't like this, then it must be the other way. But that's so, so limiting. I think there's so many different ways to organize society or however you want to call that right like i'm i'm with you 100 on there like philosophically definitely an anarchist uh yes. as far as like how that all it's really there's really not when we'll cross that bridge <laughs> if we ever get to it but i just think there are so many different ways like people see i think really through their own view it's got to be you know ancap or ancom or whatever and it's like dude no there's so many levels between there i'm with you 100 percent. i think it's really the 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 less authoritarian the more freedom of, because i believe that like love you know is just like freedom is love in action like it's just allowing people to do for the most part you know there there are reasons to have wood chippers but you know for the <laughs> most part right like just letting things be the way they are not i think you know the more that we try to control things the more we actively are working against you know, natural order, right? And so we're actually causing more chaos. So I think we're on the same yeah. Self-empowerment, self-responsibility, decentralization, like we want to call that anarchy, it works for me. And yeah, in the meantime, I was all kinds of people trying to control each other. And what really got to me when I was a communist is I was like, cool, so I'm in the RCP USA. And then I started realizing the more we did all these um, protests and everything that there's like 55 different socialist and communist organizations just in seattle so i was like why why are we doing we are not effective this way like <laughs> if we actually were serious we would get over the slight tiny things that differentiate us and we would just be a united socialist communist front period like the christian church with all these different like you know, organizations, the, 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 the Protestantism, you know, Catholicism, Episcopal, all these different denominations, and they can't agree. They, they, they're going to say that these other people are, yeah, it's crazy. Well, the factions just, they're going to happen, I guess. That's just how that's going to unfold. I don't know. I think it's planned, you know, it's just like COINTELPRO, and this is the whole process of any group gets infiltrated, and then they put their person at the top or as close to the top as they can get, and then they cause... Uh, foment and division, right? And that's their whole goal is to just cause division and disconnection and to get people so frustrated that they leave or whatever. Or if they can't do that, to just slide things into like a slightly different way of doing things that's more uh, amenable to the lizard people. So <laughs> no, that's not, clever. I, don't, I don't think it's an accident that those things always go that way. Yeah, that's that's and it's quite clever. I mean, it really is, you know. Um, but I mean, I think where that really breaks or where there's um uh, a win i guess for that is is was when we are looking into our own you know and asking god you know hey come come in here and tell me what's up like help me out help me see what's going on and following that voice because if if everyone followed that voice not even everyone if 
30% of the people in the world followed that voice, then the ones who are like trying to control everything would never be able to, it'd be like a roadrunner coyote sort of situation. And I don't know, maybe that's kind of what we're presented with at this point. I don't know. I guess I could, I guess I could have like leaned into materialism or tried to, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened though. Like I, I certainly wouldn't have been felt fulfilled or, I wouldn't have felt good, you know, inside, <laughs> which, yeah. which is kind of a, a lot, you know, like, uh, kind of, kind of the biggest piece. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When I was a materialist, I, I kind of struggled with it. Cause I was like, Oh, I have a soul. And people were like, well, that's not materialist. And I'm like, Oh no, I mean, we just haven't proven it yet, but it's there. Like we'll find the way to prove it. And so I was trying to like straddle this line. And that's actually what broke me of communism eventually is I was like, oh, you guys are going to round me up and put me in a re-education camp? And they're like, yeah, you can't believe in a soul. You can't have spirituality. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's insane. You're insane. Right, right. Right. This is crazy. Uh, so I was like, hey, bye. I'm never going to be a communist again, which is great. You know, my my heart and my soul actually is what broke me out of it, um, which is why they want to oppress it, right? When you have this personal relationship with whatever you think is bigger than material reality, uh, whatever you call that, it is so empowering and so liberating. Nothing can control you ever again, period, including demons and like whatever the hell is you think is going on out there. None of that could touch you either. Um, I mean, it, it can, but, uh, you know, you could, you know what to do about it this sure. time. So I think it's just so important. And this is why I love that, like we said at the beginning, a lot of conspiracy eventually leads people to that road. I think some people look down on that and they think it's like a coping mechanism, you know, and it is, but that doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> it's like, that's often how life goes. You find yourself in the ditch in the gutter and that's when you go looking for something else, right? Like, what is it then? Like, there has to be something. It's not that you're making it up. It's not that it's not real. It's not that it's fake. It's that that's what finally forced you to acknowledge it and really get in touch with it, find it and like, you know, engender its growth within you. That's a good thing. It's okay. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, we all have, there's so many different paths to the top of the mountain. It's just yeah. cool to watch it resolve and, and come together. You know, people ready when they're ready, you know, it's like you're saying, you know, like for me, I was in a ditch. I was like, ah, oh, this is awful. Like I'm so depressed and <laughs> I can't talk to any of my friends and I'm like an outcast of society. This is not fun. And then I was like, I got to do something, you know? So that led me into looking into spirituality for sure. And yeah, probably swung pretty hard to one side there for a while. I think that's the natural reaction too. But ultimately, like all the stuff that I found was, and, and, and it's still the earliest stuff I think was the best, like Emerson's self-reliance and, uh, you know, like the reality transurfing book is very much like talking about groups and group dynamics and different, uh, and, and, and basically just trusting yourself, basically just trusting yourself and, you know, leaning into that place. And I think it's awesome. I love that you're willing to share, you know, some of these experiences because I know people have these because I had them too. And, and you are like, am I crazy? Right. Uh, but it happens a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot. That's exactly why I love to share all the weird ass shit that has happened to me because I'm like, someone out there is like, oh, thank God. Like, it's not just me. And like, here's one way to look at it, one way to deal with it, one way to, you know, again, empower myself. And that if, if that's all that ever happens, I'll be happy. But luckily, I've been able to do so much more than that as well, because uh, now I do 
all kinds of spiritual service. Again, the story I just told you was over 20 years ago, 25 years ago, maybe even. Um, and so it's taken a long time, but I eventually have, you know, the tarot readings and um, healings and sound healings. And all of that has been something that I've been guided to do. Like, I wasn't like, all right, I'm going to start doing these things and like make a business and stuff. I was literally <laughs> forced into some of them. Uh, and others, I was just very clear. My my guides, my allies, whatever you want to call it, and, and visions and communications were like, you have to do this now. Like, that's what you're doing. And I was like, very resistant, actually, to all of it. I was like, I can't do that. Not me. Uh, you know, and, and, and finally, I just did. And it's become more and more powerful. And, and people get to transform their lives. And my favorite thing about it is that, um, as we've mentioned a few times, like the, uh, my whole goal is to empower people to not need any other outside healer. Like ideally you get to the point where you just can do this for yourself. And I mean, I need other healers sometimes too. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but ideally like that's what, cause the more we can all do that for each other, then it just ripples and ripples and the whole world, like we were saying, can just pick itself up. And these psychopaths can't have an effect on us when we are this strong in ourselves. It's just fact. That's right. Yeah. Interdependence is the way, you know, but yeah, I love what you're doing. It's awesome. And yeah, bringing people to transform and awake to themselves and have the tools to be able to navigate these situations. Like we all do need help. That's for sure. Uh, and if you need a, uh, uh, if you need help, uh, I, Lindsay is available rogueways.org. Um, you know, I say it all the time. I want as many people to like wake up to their purpose, their reason for being as possible. I don't care how it happens because everyone who does it's a, it, we're getting better and better. The momentum's, you know, there. So I am yes. really excited. I love what you're doing. And I understand the hesitancy too. I have felt that a lot and even, just ran away kind of one time when shit got weird. <laughs> yeah. Which is okay too. But you know, yeah, you keep it's, going. it's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard to put yourself out there and say all the stuff there's, you got the, uh, what is it called? Uh, when you, uh, the imposter syndrome oh, yeah. and the, yeah, that, and you know, it's like, oh man, it's just, totally. it's weird. But ultimately, you know, I think it is worthwhile and uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that I listened. So I was just like, I can just go through some YouTube comments on a video and be like, okay, I did. I, I know I did the right thing. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's really, I, I never have gotten over the imposter syndrome. I did it when I was teaching, you know, going back to that phase in my life. Like as a teacher, I was like, why is anyone letting me do this? Like, this is crazy. You guys are insane. But, um, but I was a great teacher. Uh, and, you know, with this stuff too, I'm like, and I'll have session after session after session where like messages will come through and people will be like, how could you have known that? I'm like, I just still don't know it. I'm just telling you what's <laughs> coming through. Like you're, this is for you, you know? Um, and that'll happen. I'll still have a day where I'm like, oh, I'm probably just a fraud and like not really doing this. And like, it's really crazy how, but the more I talk to other healers and, and psychics or whatever people want to call themselves, they have the same thing. And mm -hmm. I think the only people who don't ever have that are the psychopaths. I think you're right. I think <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah. You got to struggle with that. It, it, it keeps you honest and it makes you grow too. It's like, well, well, how can I be better? How can I be stronger? And 
um, and all that. So it's, it's motivating, but yeah, I agree with you. It's ironic as hell, right? The ones who are just like, are like, oh yeah, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> That's the ones you probably don't want to be fucking with. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with them. No, no, no. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for taking some time and sharing with us today, Lindsay. I, like I said, I love your work. Uh, check out, uh, she's got a, several books. Um, I'll put links in the description, uh, directly to that as well as uh, homepage rogue ways. Is there anything, uh, specific that you want to let people know about, uh, or, or, uh, I, I would say if you're into fiction, you would get the sine curve of aeons, uh, phytalis and earth, a trough in time, their sequels, so you can read them in any order. And if you're into nonfiction, all endings are beginnings is a great Oracle. If you don't want to learn tarot or something else, but you want to get answers and messages, you can ask a question and open to any page and it will give you your answer. It's really powerful. Uh, <laughs> and the other channeled nonfiction book is the key of transformational healing, which is its own spiritual guidebook. That's a bit deep. So if you've already been on your journey for some time, it might be really perfect for you. Cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll put direct links uh, to all those in the show notes and uh, for sure, uh, social media links and uh, website link as well. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Go check out Lindsay. She's got an amazing channel on Rockfin as well. So check that out. I think you're li live Tuesdays at nine. Is that right? Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. So yeah, 9 wow. Eastern. Okay. So yeah, wow. <laughs> Three times a week. That's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. Check that out as well, folks. I'll put links to everything in the show notes. And thank you so much for watching this episode. Thank you so much. It's been thank so you. cool. Thanks for being here.